0: Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Indeed, uh, I like think it's been a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's two days later than normal. <laughs> well, didn't we miss a week? I don't know. Maybe I. Just... Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So the the uh, edition of our podcast that went live last week was actually one we'd recorded a long time ago. We were so swamped that we didn't get to do anything. So yeah, I guess I guess we've got to we've got to start up by just catching up and. What's yep. what's new? Anything exciting? You played any games? Just adulting, um, games. Yeah,
1: not. Man, I, I haven't really done too much at all outside of just uh, boring adulting stuff. Um, we, we'd been talking about uh, playing some some Sega games, so I set up my yeah, Sega, yeah. or I tried to. I'm uh, missing a cable, which is very frustrating. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's about as much uh fun game related things, uh, as happened.
0: One one thing to, to note is that the Sega Genesis uses a fairly standard power block or whatever the term is for those things. Um, I remember actually using my Sega Genesis cable for like uh, guitar pedals when I was in high school. You remind me of, uh,
1: I remember one time um, I had a friend coming and I hadn't seen that friend in a long time. And they were coming to stay at my house. And it was like this big thing and we were really like, you know, it's like, yeah, man, it's gonna be awesome. And they brought their NES, and we were so excited. It was like, we're going to like uh, stay out, up all night and play games or whatever. Yeah. And when, when they finally got there, this is like, we've been talking about it for weeks. I don't know why I didn't have my NES, actually. It's very, very rare that I don't have it, but it was my last year of university. And anyway, um, when they got there, uh, they had everything, like this awesome selection of games, everything except the, uh, the power cable for the Nintendo. Uh... And we kind of, we were like looking at each other like oh shit but then we thought about it a bit and we're like i think this is this is not the rarest connector let's see if we can find something yeah. we looked everywhere and it was like the vacuum cleaner i had at the time had the same <laughs> like had a power cable that worked on the nes it was just the weirdest thing and so we we managed to pull off our nintendo night after all nice so yeah I, that's
0: maybe with a, a little uh
1: searching i could find something for the sega but yeah yeah, yeah i don't think you uh, have
0: too many guitar pedals laying around Guitar uh,
1: pedals. No, no. I did go through a phase where I thought guitar pedals were like the coolest thing ever,
0: but uh, I, I went through a phase where I thought they were the stupidest thing ever. Is it, um, is it right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that phase basically has lasted me the last 30 years. <laughs> I used to, I remember I was so into guitar and I was one of those people who like,
1: I was legitimately interested in learning. it. I really was, but I was also like you know, it's just cool to have a guitar and it's cool to have like, you know, whatever. And so you go into the guitar store or the music store and they had all these colorful pedals. And I just thought, man, if my like room at home had all this shit in it, it'd be so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I don't know, probably like the industrial designers or whatever at the, at the company making the pedals, it's like, you know, that's, that's exactly uh, what they were trying to accomplish probably. Right. Like, I don't know, a 15 year old, demographic thinks it's going to be cool to own a guitar just look at this like like fun color cool looking pedal thing yeah
0: (laughs) i i feel like as as an adult like maybe if you've got like a little bit of an engineering background or something i can totally understand how it would be like exciting to make your own pedals yeah Uh, because it's all like you know manipulating the the signals signals, right yeah yeah um so i can see how there is interest in that like it's it's not too far off from the sort of non-linear animation type mm-hmm. stuff that i I might do with houdini or something but mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. for me when i was a kid it's like i i couldn't afford much like i afford i bought a fairly cheap guitar and a fairly cheap amp and i and i didn't have any money left over so eventually i bought cables so i could plug my guitar into my amp <laughs> um, <laughs> This cables man <laughs> um but i i never I don't know. I, I always felt like the clean sound and the distortion sound were kind of enough for me. And I didn't feel the excitement that everyone else seemed to get for, for like wah pedals and, and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I totally get that. There's like a variety of pedals. Like every distortion pedal is going to bring some slightly unique flavor to it. But the people who would just like sit there with like delay pedals and stuff and just like hold their guitar up with one hand while they were crouched down on the stage, messing around with the pedal, getting like these like feedback sounds and stuff. I was just like, what are you doing? Just <laughs> play something musical, man.
1: I, I appreciate the, uh, what's the word? It, it seems like something like, I, I think there's a, there's, certainly some application out there that's like maybe really cool, but then like yeah. all the kiddies just doing it because you know, whatever <laughs> it's kind of one of those like mm. things. Um it was, it was
0: like, it was like a thing Hendrix did, you know, you, you you mess around with the stuff, you rip your guitar strings off, you bash your guitar down and I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Stage presence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've always lacked the stage presence. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh Grade 12 talent show. <laughs> oh canada was that grade 12 yeah grade 12 was oh canada well uh i I, th- I think there was actually two shows in grade 12 so i i don't remember i i know in grade 12 there was like a, a king and queen pageant <laughs> or or something like that and and i played oh canada for that i was just like i remember i, <laughs> I remember
1: oh canada and i remember uh power rangers i do
0: i uh... yeah power rangers was grade 11 was it? Okay. <laughs> what a ridiculous <laughs> mess that was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember, I think I told you this because, uh, like, it, it was like, I know, like, you and another person, uh, uh friend we both had um, mm-hmm. we're, were obviously the ones doing it, but, like, we were doing the show. But I feel like myself and another couple of friends were, like, really. And I, I, I'm not. <laughs> We were eager to see you do it and egging you on, and
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. felt
1: some responsibility, I guess. More so, like I don't know, <laughs> the word is, I, I guess, like I, eager to kind of see what the reaction would be. Like, is that a, like a, a stupid like high school kid thing? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, probably. I just remember sitting there in the crowd, and you guys were doing Power Rangers on stage, and thinking, "Wow, this is like both the coolest and stupidest thing ever." And people must be just like you know, what the shit is going on. The only reaction, I just I still remember like super tepid reaction from everyone. The only reaction I observed from anyone was like the two people in front of me kind of like leaned into each other. And one guy was like, didn't this sign of words? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I just remember being like, come on, that, that's it? It's the only thing you can think of to say? So
0: I, I don't know what made me so uh, resilient and wanting to uh, follow through on that we it's a wicked song well it was it was something like so i mean in grade 10 is when i got my guitar and i uh started playing it for the first time and then within like i think six months or something we had the talent show and i decided to participate in that and i was like really into Ingve malmsteen and like this like neoclassical guitar stuff so considering i'd only been playing for six months i i like to think i came a pretty long distance in that time and i i went up and i played something that was like um i i couldn't tell you the exact bach pieces anymore but there, there was like two bach mm-hmm. pieces that i like merged together with like a clean sound and then i switched into a distorted sound and, and basically was doing like scales mm-hmm. um but i was doing them fast and it was like one of the biggest rushes I've had in my whole life when I heard like the audience react to that. And like people started cheering, like as I'm doing this on stage, Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 I mean, I'm, I, I'm serious. Like as a 37 year old, that moment was still like a highlight of my life. Oh, bad. Um, oh,
1: bad. <laughs> I mean, even right now, like hearing you say this, like I'm, I, I at the time uh, I was under the impression that you had been playing longer So, I mean, no, that was was like
0: less than half a year of owning guitar. So, so I was in, I was loving that. And then the next year came along and I was like, okay, well, I got to do this again. And we started, uh, you started instigating this, I think, uh, the Power Rangers thing. And I I think uh, we had a mutual. We had someone who was in our art class, uh, <laughs> I, who, who was in a a, a, a punk band. Yeah. I, I, I'd say I I had to shy away from the word mutual because he was more your friend than mine.
1: I don't know that he was. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, he was fine or whatever. But I think he was just kind of like. It <laughs> was like this guy plays guitar too. You guys should. You know, let's let's make this work, man.
0: Can't remember his name. Anyway, we'll get back to him in a moment. But, um, <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty sure it was you were instigating this power rangers thing with some other people and so so they're like okay let's give it a shot let's invite steve out and we'll try something and i had no idea how to play anything (laughs) like i was really power rangers no like just in general like i was self-taught i didn't know any songs i didn't know any chords or anything so we tried to have a jam and it just like fell apart because they're like into like no effects and all this punk stuff that I, I never listened to. So it was just a nightmare. So basically they were like, yeah, I'm not doing Power Rangers. This is stupid. And I was just like, no, man, I, I gotta do this. I I gotta, I gotta do this. So uh, yeah, that, that's the point where we started convincing Mark and I thought Tyler to do it. Um, and, and <laughs> it, it was kind of the same thing where we started, playing and it was kind of like not working. So it was two guitars and neither of us could sing and play at the same time. There was no drums, there was no bass. <laughs> so <laughs> but I, but we did manage to convince one of our friends to just like put on a mask and <laughs> pretend to do martial arts on stage
1: while we were doing I, it. I thought there was two of two two people. They were like fighting each other. It doesn't it's it was it was I, totally I, awesome either way that's <laughs> that's the whole conclusion we can draw from all of this
0: my my memory of it is pretty weak but it, but it was uh it was very not the same experience as i had that first year <laughs>
1: a little bit less uh <laughs> less roar from the crowd you know, yeah I, i'm yeah. pretty sure you played it with that i don't think it was i mean i there's this guy who sat beside me in art class and all he ever talked about was his guitar and he was obsessed with his guitar and yeah I, I remember we had one um Project where we had to build a diorama, yeah, and like hang things. And I forget what I did. It was like Star Trek or something ridiculous. But um, for his diorama, he took apart his guitar and he just hung the different parts. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was just like, "Man, you need to chill with the guitar." <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him. I thought that maybe my memory is the one that's wrong. But I thought it was him you played with. I remember <laughs> you guys couldn't hear each other. And you got kind of out of sync a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's possible. Um yeah i don't know i mean i mean, I know i did play with him in the in the past it was it, it was an interesting time period for me it's mm. like back then the internet was just like in fairly sense. small mm-hmm. um all and web so, pages look terrible yeah but <laughs> but i remember there was a forum at the time called guitar.com and oh, yeah. you could go there and there were there were people posting articles and but there was this this forum on there and that was fantastic to me like having a place where i could go and talk to people and and there was like one like that's where i kind of saw memes for the first time was like people <laughs> sharing them on that website and i remember that i ended up finding out that like jared and uh, a couple of other people from our school were on there and like we like kind of became friends in real life as we're talking about that like i don't yeah. i don't even remember how it like I must've told one of my friends about one of my posts and then he knew that someone else was on there. And so he was like talking about it to them and I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was a very fun musical time for me back then.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I, I feel like when the, I mean, I, I don't, this probably isn't true and it's probably cause I had my, my own little small world back in the little small town we grew up in. But like, I feel like when the internet was kind of, Newish, small, as you say. It's like, it was more like a place to run away to, like subculture stuff. Yeah. Like maybe the like online abuse hadn't really started yet. Like, you know, they, like no one had, people weren't really um, as, I guess, to put it like, they weren't as exposed, I guess. Like, you go on and you go on some chat line and you go on some like group, like you had the guitar group. I had like my like ROM hack group. Like, no mm-hmm. one could really dox me through that group, or maybe they could, of course, right? You always probably had the ability, but like that, that just wasn't like nowadays, it's such a thing that when people think of the internet it's more like there's like online abuse you have to be careful of if you're putting your face on something like back then i feel like it was almost like the nerds who were were maybe like abused in real life that was their place to run away from at least that was like i I was never like bullied per se but like i was i don't know i was like really quiet and like it was my for me that's what it was it was like the sub culture i could run away to to find like like like-minded people and it was a great thing for that i'm sure it still is just there's and then more well, I mean, and the negatives yeah. overshadowing
0: everything well it's 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 crazy because like the internet seems so vast now yeah. that i almost don't explore it at all like i'll, I'll go yeah. to reddit <laughs> and i'll go to twitter and facebook and that and youtube and that's basically it like i don't spend a lot of time going to other places these days um yeah, yeah i get that I, I, I almost
1: it's kind of one of those things it, it reminds me a little bit I'm going to out myself here. It reminds me of uh, almost like video games, really anything, but like when I think of like the NES days, Mm -hmm. everyone had an NES. That was the system. Mm -hmm. You played those games. There was like a handful of games out every month. There was a handful of magazines that covered those games. It was kind of a small world. Mm -hmm. And you look at say now, where there's all the different systems and and I don't know, like just the the amount of games going by is is vast. Like it's better, but because it's so vast, it's hard to kind of get a handle on like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I guess like, Like, not that you want to play every game, but like, it's vast enough that you just get lost in it a little bit. Like, I feel like back then, if you were like a real Nintendo gamester, it would have been probably pretty easy to Mm -hmm. to be relatively plugged into anything going by. And so the internet felt a little more like that, I guess. It's like you say, guitar.com. I mean, now, if (laughs) if you try to register a (laughs) a domain name like that, like, come on, there's going to be like a billion variations already out there, right?
0: Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, guitar.com has been bought and sold a few times and... Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm I'm on the website right now. I don't know if they still have forums. I remember the forums were so problematic for them that they they yeah were not. Because <laughs> <See, laughs> like I said, that was like the mean place. Like there was a miscellaneous thing. It was guitar.com, but we didn't talk about guitars at all. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> like but that, um, was,
1: that was your. Uh, uh... Uh, platform like that was the yeah, commonality yeah. between everyone that, that was, was there. that was my reddit <laughs> yeah but it doesn't mean you need to sit there and talk about guitar it's just like me with with ROM hack. i mean we talked about yeah. everything right um and ultimately there was this common underlying theme of like going back and like doing this rom hacking <laughs> stuff which is yeah. awesome actually and uh kind of a really great memory for me but at the same time like yeah 90 percent of it was like whatever
0: yeah my my Kids. internet usage back then was i would use like ask jeeves to uh look up video <laughs> game tips i would uh i would hang out on guitar.com uh which i almost don't want to stop talking about that just because it's like i i that that website in itself was like such a big part of my life like Mm -hmm. i i remember like people were on there just posting like demos for their bands and stuff like there's Mm -hmm. bands that i listen to today that i've heard about them because they had posted their demos on there yeah um like i remember hearing about dragon force back when they were uh dragon heart and they had a demo out and they just like had this video of them playing guitar and they were wearing an Yngwie Momstein shirt and I was just like oh man someone else it's knows who Yngwie is <laughs> yeah I, uh, I, I totally get it I mean like
1: the rum hack stuff was like that community yeah. was just such an enormous part of my life in like uh junior high grade seven yeah. eight nine yeah um I'm I'm almost sad that uh I don't know. I wish I could have kind of in some at least small
0: way kept that going, which sounds sounds kinda of silly maybe, but yeah, yeah I, it, I, I totally get it. It's like to an extent I try to use Twitter, I guess, and, mm. and Reddit in, in that same way, but it, it doesn't feel nearly as personal any anymore. Like there's just yeah. thousands and millions of people using these websites. So it's like really hard to have that same small community feeling. Yep, totally. Um, the the other thing that I used to use the the internet for, I, so I first got the internet back in uh, ninety nine. <laughs> We're like totally like age outing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Like I was it was in grade nine. It was a, a Christmas present from my family. We got the internet. Um, uh-huh. What, what, a, what a great thing like imagine <laughs> imagine getting something like that for your kid for really yourself and just yeah. telling you your kid it's <laughs> the christmas present and that
1: was i mean everyone likes to to tell the joke about how it used to be on a phone line and stuff but like yeah i think you really need to stress how yeah how annoying it was <laughs> yeah like we had time limits for a while i remember only being able to use the internet for x like hours of a week or something. And then like my, when my parents, well, yeah it was probably a gift to me or after much begging, mm-hmm. but like my parents like upgraded the plan. So we got like, like eventually you got to like infinite hours on the internet. Wow. But like, until then it was like, we had the one hour a, a week. And then now it's like oh. five hours a week. Like I went through that. And it was like, I
0: wonder if they just told you there was a time limit.
1: Oh, there was a time limit. I remember there was, oh, some, was like, there? you would, they had like the little applet, I forget, simpatico or something. Yeah. I used to, yeah. And like you'd join and it would start a timer and it would start like flickering when it was close uh, to time. <laughs> like maybe you guys I, went right for the good plan. I don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah, I guess we just went straight for the good one. The, the thing that was annoying for me is that, um, you know, it's it's using your phone line to do this. It has to go into a modem. There was this weird dial-up sound whenever you're mm-hmm. doing it. But I remember, so the, the the the, I got the internet in 1999. And before halfway through January, I didn't really know what to do with the internet. Right, <laughs> like, like there wasn't already. a whole lot on there. So, the, but I did eventually find IRC. Yeah, that was internet Rom, was chat. All,
1: ROM, ROM hack was all IRC. Yep.
0: Yeah. So the, there was a website called Talk City. I found something on there. I like joined this Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> style role playing game that mm-hmm. was done on there, mm-hmm. and um, so I kind of became obsessed with that. That was the the thing that I did was was uh, go on there and and it's like there was the majority of the time it's just like there was this tavern and everyone hung out in the tavern and and you just like role-played that you're the character you you have conversations with other people pretending that you're like uh, a long-haired warrior with a sword Barred with yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was
1: I, yeah that stuff is awesome like i almost think that's still fun right like i maybe like do those communities still exist they must they, even if they're they, quite
0: they do quite, but they're uh, they're not as mainstream they're, they're, near, yeah they're pretty small culture as they were and, yeah and it's you know it's impossible as an adult to dedicate time to that like or at least for me for, like, for like, us maybe for yeah. some people yeah yeah um but but that was my thing is i was really into that so the majority of the time was like this just hang out and role play and then <laughs> they would have like these scheduled blocks of like an hour or two hour or something where basically a dm runs a quest and you all go into this other channel and you're all acting it out. And there's dice there that you can rolls to like, uh, see your percentage of hits and your damages and your stat checks and everything. Um, so it's essentially like playing dungeons and dragons. Yep. Um, um, and yep. and I loved that, but the thing that really frustrated me is that there were these one-hour blocks of time where the most magical thing in my life was happening, and, and my mom loved oh. to talk on the phone. Oh. And the amount of times that she would pick up the phone, and i start hearing her dialing stuff on the modem, <laughs> and then it hangs up my internet, and she's like, okay, Steven, you've been on there enough, it's time to... God. Oh, killer killer killer. <laughs> killer oh i feel for you
1: man um yeah i mean i kind of resorted to like i remember that era i was staying up to like like in summer vacations and stuff just yeah. like till 4 or 5 a.m every single day and part of it was i needed my like my community time with my people yeah <laughs> and like everyone else was doing it too and i think it was kind of a common thing like we during the day we well some of us had like friends or whatever and then the, the, the internet problem, right? Of like yeah. parents dialing on the phone, like that went away when you were uh, hanging out from like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was kind of our solution to that.
0: Just, ah,
1: man, that's so... Like everyone has that memory, everyone our age, and it's like this this tiny sliver of time that the internet was actually like that, right?
0: Yeah. Like it was it was interesting. Like I really got into IRC and it was, it was yeah, funny because like I had a, an older brother. So he went to college and he's using like... MIRC and the place he goes to, like he went to college in Halifax. So like the thing that he hung out in was the Halifax channel uh, for MIRC. Weird. Whereas it's like where people. Yeah. Like he's go just like, them, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I guess, I guess that's a way to, to start meeting up with people. I yeah. know I actually never really did that. Uh, go to like my, my city or, I mean yeah, I guess I do I that mean, now on Reddit. I go I'm I go to the Montreal subreddit now and then and and I keep abreast of the news, but that it's different, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. not live conversation. It's like yeah. you skim articles. But yeah, yeah. so he was into that and then I was like Talk City, I'm doing my role playing game. Uh I got really into that. Um I remember I uh, I think it, I think I think my grandfather died or something. And my parents went away for the weekend to go and and to help my grandmother out with that. And I had like school papers I needed to do and stuff. So I stayed back and I <laughs> didn't do the I, papers. <laughs> well, I did do the paper, um, but you know, it wasn't just one night that I had. So I, I did the paper in one night and then the other nights, like I was pulling all nighters. Doing role playing on IRC, yeah, and why but... not? You're young; it's fun, man. I don't know. I,
1: it's a, it's a story now, but I, I, those times were kind of great. I mean, it's such a low key, you know, like activity or whatever. But I really enjoyed that kind of so, thing quite a bit back then.
0: So what what's interesting is like I go by like Allegro online, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's on, on Switch, PlayStation, everything. It's it's some variation mm-hmm. of Allegro, and uh, that was the weekend that I created that. <laughs> persona like like i the character i made there was like a a storyline that was going on in that pro-playing game where they were like collecting uh the best champions there was going to be a tournament and whoever the best champions were were going to become the sword mages of the realm and they were going to There was going to be nine of them they were going to inherit each one had a sword with a magic power and i was like man i really want there's this one sword that's based around like magic of time and speed and i want to have like this really quick character that is just like this sword mage amazing character and i was like okay if i'm going to be a character who's who's got magic speed powers he's got to be named after that so i came up with allegro uh and that was my that was the weekend allegro was born (laughs) now we all know now we all know yeah. it's,
1: it's out everybody that's it yeah
0: <laughs> the, or, the origin story is finally out that is awesome uh, that is that's... awesome
1: i was uh i i don't have nearly as cool a story about my name <laughs> i was i was uh dark kick dark kick forever yeah that was it um and actually briefly uh, not so briefly but for a while i was i don't know why m-a-h-t Ma i guess um <laughs> Uh, it was way less cool. I think my I had a cousin who was like three at the time and couldn't say my name right. And in my infinite creativity, when it came time to put a name on myself on the internet, I was like, oh, "I'll put I'll put that," and that was how I uh, interpreted her pronunciation. That was about it for that. Um, Dart kick was just kind of spun off of nothing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's really funny, actually. Honestly, that's a <laughs> like. I feel like this is one of those generational divide things, like where our parents are just maybe eye rolling. Some of them may not be. I don't know, but like you know, when you came up with your moniker, like that moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, this kind of thing is like <laughs> important to some for sure. I, I think that's well. Fine. It's,
0: it's it's interesting. I don't. I yeah. I don't know that my parents ever do that. Like like they're they're the type of boring people who like their email address is their name at the service provider dot com, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's it's funny though, like. It, because you have to create these names for accounts and stuff. Like I'm, I, I, my kid sees that I've got Allegro on all my stuff. And so he wanted to make it an account for himself. And so he's now got an account for PlayStation and for switch. And he's got the same name on both of them. And it's a name he came up with.
1: Yeah. And maybe, maybe in 20 years when he's doing his own podcast, he'll be yeah. like, so this name I came up with,
0: man. Well, I mean, he came up with it when he was like five, right? Like right. I would, I, it'll be funny if he ends he up being like it. 30 years old and he sticks with it. And then someone's like, so where did this come from? And he's just like, you know, man, I don't even know. It's been my whole life. I yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the difference. Another difference between uh, maybe us and our kids' generations is just the presence of the internet from day one. I think it's a yeah. big, big change in many, many ways. I wanted to tell yeah. one stupid internet story. It's kind of tangentially related, I guess. Um, and again, I'm outing myself majorly in, in terms of age, <laughs> but like, I remember, um, in like the late 90s early 2000s when the internet was still like you say small if you will and kind of this yeah. nascent thing um the like like now we we use google and everyone says mm-hmm. google like go google that but at the time it was like there was yeah, a bunch okay. of different search engines and they're kind of like fighting each other i remember it was almost like at least in the circle i hung out with like like the cool people use what whatever search engine and like Ice yeah, well for me i used altavista i don't know why yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's yeah. like there was also what else uh, web crawler all these things yeah. i remember in i think it was grade 11 so 2001 i got paired with uh so i mean i was like super nerdy i was in this project and i got paired with like one of the like popular girls
0: mm-hmm.
1: of course at the time i was like Whoa. <laughs> but she was probably like oh my god this geek i'm gonna make him do the whole project anyway we had some uh thing where we had to like search the internet for something i remember she sat down at the computer and she she typed www.google.com and i was like what what's this and she's like it's it's google it's this i'm gonna it's my search engine i'm gonna use and it had like the colorful letters or something and i just remember being so like oh my god google it's like the the search engine for fucking babies or something like come on (laughs) like it wasn't like you could even see how simple it was when it when it loaded on the screen right and so like yeah like totally at the time like if anything, she was probably like quite an early adopter. I think of of Google, but to me at the time, you know, like this was the wrong approach to a search engine. This ridiculously simple, stupid, babyish-looking thing. And I remember being like insulted that, as like someone who knew about computers, wow. I was sitting there doing this project, and she was searching on Google,
0: right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the process of trying to fact check you because I'm, I'm so surprised at this. Like I, Google, I hadn't Google heard existed. of Google until I was in college. Fact but a, but apparently by the end of 1998 Google had an index of around 60 million pages. Yep. The homepage I, was still marked as beta.
1: I remember this cuz it was my intro to what Google was. That was the wow. first time I'd ever heard of Google. It was from I, this like other student who was I interpreted to be this, you know, non-tech savvy whatever person. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I ever heard of it until I went to college and you know, I didn't have a computer of my own. So when I was in college, I would use the the school computer lab and a good portion of people. I don't know, Who I Googles? think I, I, I think I probably just like sat down at a computer one time and someone hadn't logged out and they were still at Google and I was just like, okay, I, well, I'm not going to log this? out just so I can search. So I'll just use this.
1: Yeah. I, I think Google was like one of those sites that just took over everything by storm. Once it really caught on. Yeah. I mean, it's such a smart thing when you think of it like th- at that point in time, like a search engine, even today, of course, it's kind of everyone's first step to anything. So mm-hmm. get your company up and running and insert yourself right there and you know, dollars becoming
0: right. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, it was crazy. Cause I mean, YouTube wasn't a thing back then either. Like it was, YouTube was so late. Wasn't it? I think YouTube was a
1: college thing for me. And it it was still quite a novelty. So it was like, look at these hilarious cat videos kind of thing, right? Like no one was using it to my, as far as I remember, to like learn things or like watch regular series or something.
0: It was a big thing for us at animation school because like my my wife, she graduated in 2005. And so YouTube was founded in February of 2005, right? Right. At that point in time when you were applying for a job in the animation industry, you submitted a demo reel and it was DVDs. DVD still weren't really that thing that big for mm-hmm. that. Um, so there was an expectation that you were submitting your demo reel to companies in the mail with VHS. <laughs> wow. Really? Man. Yeah. Like I, right. I remember applying to, um, a company called dan kretsch productions in toronto and they wanted a vhs VHS. so so i did that and then like a year later youtube exists and it starts okay well why am i sending vhs through the mail like this is so expensive i have to buy the vhs i have to manually make each copy i have to pay for the postage why aren't we yeah. using something like this? And so I remember putting my demo reel on there and I remember sending links to it and stuff. Yeah, like it's it's getting like five thousand likes on it and stuff, because it was it I guess it was still a very early time for the website and stuff, but it, it was not long after that that like DVD started being acceptable instead of vhs people are like okay let's 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 a little bit but (laughs) i i remember there was this weird point in time where it's like some companies were okay with you applying with a link to a youtube some people were fine with it being dvd and others still insisted on vhs (laughs) and so that became a thing to me it was like okay well i'm not applying with vhs anymore so these companies are now blacklisted Um, that's funny
1: that's funny yeah, I, maybe someone else would tell it a different way. I just remember YouTube being fully just a novelty, like the new TV, right? Like it's yeah. nowadays when I think of how I use YouTube, it's almost exclusively, I shouldn't say exclusively, but like largely like, like uh, I don't know, learning stuff or learning resources mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, I guess like news. Like I, I I don't spend time on it watching stupid cat videos or whatever, right? Whereas like when it first came out, it was like, wow. And like, you know, uh, Nintendo Nerd and like that the kind of like yeah, early yeah, yeah. web show thing was starting up. Um,
0: what was it? Lonely girl.
1: I don't remember. I, what else was there? Um, uh, Peter Chow felt like an early one for me.
0: Yeah. There was, there was, a the, the first, um, web series, I guess on YouTube it was, uh, June 16th, 2006 to August 1st, 2008, lonely girl, 15, what was that uh, all
1: about i don't remember that one
0: lonely girl of 15 focuses on the life of a teenage girl named brie played by a 19 year old and it's like <laughs> it, she was like the first vlogger basically wow that's something uh <laughs> it, well, like it wasn't even real vlog it was all made up but yeah. because of that people were kind of like hooked and wanting to see like what man what's she gonna be up to next and <laughs> uh, that that was like the the start where it then went on to like Jenna Marbles the, and other people. The first reality show, the the, the chocolate rain. By guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, crazy times. I I was never super into basically anything remotely mainstream, but yeah. I, guess I, I found my I found myself liking the like kind of like within the subcultures mainstream stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. like Nintendo nerd is kind of the, an example of that, but like you know more so that kind of uh, content yeah, yeah. was my my dig back in the day.
0: Yeah. It was it was an interesting time where like basically everyone that was in that scene was like an entrepreneur who's just like figuring stuff out on their own and they hadn't yet developed the the whole YouTube announcer voice that everyone puts on and was like hit that bell button and oh god
1: if you like my content please like like it and subscribe smash
0: smash that subscribe and yeah, yeah, slap yeah, that yeah. bell
1: <laughs> uh well i mean it's funny like i i have always i mean less so recently but i'd always watched like nintendo nerd and stuff you watch how it is now compared to the very old episodes yeah and now i mean i guess like if you talk to a lot of YouTube content creator people, it's like they've they've changed, they keep changing how the monetization stuff works. It's like mm-hmm. kind of screwing it's some people. It's all about merch now. Well, it's interesting. I mean, in the Nintendo nerd case, it's funny because like, I don't actually know a ton of the details, but like just the nature of, um... so like they went back and they changed all the thumbnails because apparently like, like there's research that shows it does better if it's, if it's like very clear. I forget, like basically they put his face very clearly on each thumbnail because mm-hmm. they didn't do that before. So last point, there's, you could yep. probably dive into this uh, uh, topic a bunch, but I guess they demonetized um, any videos that have like, right, right, right. bad language in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there's other things outside of Nintendo Nerd, but specifically for that one, like that was his whole spiel was like acting crazy and swearing yeah. a lot and whatever. He has a series called, You Know What's Bullshit. And yeah. the opening of every episode was, you know, it's bullshit, and then you go into something. It's not my favorite series, whatever. Yeah, uh, man, the vacuum noise—it's going to be off honky podcast. I'm sorry, but um, can you hear well, that?
0: No, not right now. I we oh. I could before you close the door. It, it it's um, it's very very subtly there. I can he, cool. hear it right. when I focus on it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, I'll, I'll,
1: maybe I'll just do my usual not shutting up thing and talk over the whole thing. Um. Yep. And then my mind blinks out. Uh, yes. Uh, so they actually changed it. Um, so it's now it's not, you know, it's bullshit. It's you know, it's BS yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so stupid. They do that because, you know, the de- YouTube like demonetizes the video on them. It's so, yeah. like just all these weird changes. Like, I guess my whole all of this, the whole point I wanted to make is just like in that, those early days of the Internet, like a lot of the sites didn't even know what they were doing yet. They were just kind of getting it right. And I, I almost find it more fun because there was more like Wild West content, I guess. You think yeah. of YouTube, people were just making content. Yeah. Now, every goddamn video, people are begging for subscribers, begging for this. There's like all the like affiliate things like I get it. Right. Yeah. Who am I to say anything? This is free for me. So yeah, I can't yeah, complain, yeah. but it's just you, the the how it was versus how it is. When yeah. You make that comparison. It's like, ah, yeah, I kind
0: of miss those you know those wild West-y, uh, yeah <laughs> days. Uh, speaking of which, we're now on YouTube, so if you like what you're listening to, uh, slap subscribe. <laughs> I don't you know we probably pretty often swear in the first 30 seconds you might want to. Um, I mean I, 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 they, they've changed the monetization rules anyway, so I can't be monetized anymore. I, I, I abandoned YouTube for too long after uh, my 2005 successes. Have you really <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you about that sometime. Well, I mean, it's, it's just that, uh, like, I, I was able to monetize at one point, like, my, my student film that I released uh, when I was graduating, I had over 10,000 views or something, which was, you know, quite a bit for 2007. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had the ability to monetize, but then I, I just like never released any content, really. Like, uh, and so what so, happened, Dave? Well, they they just uh, updated their policies at one point, and now it's like you have to have like x amount of views every y period of time uh, to to maintain that. Otherwise, they're just like because like I monetized it, and I think I, I think I eventually got something like seventy dollars worth of money that was owed to me. Mm-hmm. But they don't pay out until you reach a hundred dollars. <laughs> Did you ever reach hundred? <laughs> no, no. So that so that just evaporated. Does it time um, out or does it? Yeah, no. It they they changed their policies and it's it's permanently just in the ether now. That's their money. I see. Um, That's... I wonder how much profit they earned by doing that. Like if if they considered how many people that they yeah. potentially owed money to, and then they're just like, no, this is ours now.
1: Yeah, like fifty dollars here, or fifty dollars there. I mean, when your when your user base is like millions, millions. of people yeah yeah that's an easy cash grab i'm surprised you could even i mean i'm sure in the original agreement there must have been some language like at any time we may change this blah 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 or some some such thing but still it feels like something
0: that could be challenged yeah i don't know um Uh, but but yeah there was uh the the world of internet was a a a fun thing that that whole role-playing thing on irc that's actually kind of how i I think there's been several times in our podcast where I'm like, and that's how I got my start in game development. <laughs> but it's, I'd, I'd say this that was something. Other... Yeah, I'd say that was formative too. Like like there was um, there, there was a couple of different things. Like there was my dad had a, a game called Panzer Commander and I would do like levels for him. But this, this was also one of those early things where um, after like six months or so of uh, playing this game, uh, for whatever reason, uh, the the two owners of it just up and left and closed the game down. Oh, wow. Um, uh, there was like rumors that they had like joined a cult or something. And I like literally can't find any information about them online <laughs> anymore. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So so they closed that down. And then like a bunch of us who like really liked it were like, okay, well, I guess we'll make our own game. So, so I actually trained up and, and became like a, a host for for or like a moderator for talk city um and and a few of us like made a game and that kind of fell apart so then we made a second game um and yeah that that was like coming up with like the rules for, like, yeah. job classes. And, like, I, one of the things I did Love back then was, was like, coming up with a bestiary where I would, like, <laughs> describe, like, all the different attacks and, and damages and stuff these different creatures could do. And it was, like, a little library that all the the hosts that were running their own quests could, like, look up if they ever wanted to throw a monster in. And it was great. I, I, I loved that. Um, I think that's part of... For me, the computer games were largely... Like that was a, a prime experience for me. And also like the early Sierra text based parsing games were like a huge thing. Yeah. And that was that was kind of how I identified with computer games for the games. longest time was like this openness that you can have with a keyboard and mouse as opposed to like pressing the action button on your controller.
1: Yeah, you know, I I I'm not taking away from all of the advancements in like ui and game interfaces and stuff but again I, th- I think there's something very fun about like when things were a little more wild westy like every game mm-hmm. would come out and it would have kind of its own sch- like control scheme they were always just trying different things and the result was you got all these games that like controlled poorly or had ridiculous interfaces <laughs> or like some were like too text heavy and some were kind of this cool well done balance and whatnot um and now it's like i don't know i feel like the, those are so refined Maybe not a hundred percent like set in stone or anything, but like there's there's definitely like patterns. And generally, when I see new new games, I feel like they just adopt the the well well-trot patterns, and that's mm-hmm. good in many ways. But like, yeah, like that era, there was like all these games with weird text interfaces. I say weird, I mean like mm-hmm. you had to sit there and try and figure them out. <laughs> and then there's yeah. games that did it a little better. I think the Sierra games they used like sensible language and it was fairly clear how to control them with a keyboard and they were very well done which was awesome but you just had i remember so i had a i had a atari st Mm -hmm. which man i am totally aging myself but (laughs) to be fair i inherited it from my grandfather it was his my grandfather's computer and he was done Mm -hmm. with it i guess and so i i thought it was the coolest damn thing in the universe this atari st computer it had tons of those like text games Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) of varying quality and there was one I really liked called uh, Mind Shadow. I don't know if you've heard of it.
0: No, it's. I mean, I'm it's... assuming you're referring to like a mod or something. Or...
1: No, it's like a Deja Vu Shadow Gates okay. King's Questy right, kind of right, thing. Right. Um, that kind of game. And uh, I mean, it's it's minor for sure, but it's it's. I mean, it has its own uh, uh, Wikipedia article, which I saw yesterday. Right. But anyway, that was like of all the games I played in my youth, that one was by far the one that just like kind of like jolted me into another world, if you will. Like I felt so immersed Mm -hmm. into what was going on and you had to go and figure out, like you woke up on a deserted Island or something and you had to like gather these things and figure out what to do. And like two thirds of the game was figuring out what the hell you were supposed to type (laughs) to like make the character do the things you want. And sometimes it's like, maybe you're on the screen and you have to, I don't know, put a log into a hole or something. No matter what fucking thing you try, he won't do it. Yeah, And like, eventually you figure it out and you were right the whole time what you were trying to do was exactly the right thing and just the people who programmed the game I guess had a different like standard way they would say that thing to do right it's like you had to say drop it in the hole or something right I don't know yeah King's Quest was yeah yeah King's Quest I found Sierra in general were a little more polished and better about that
0: yeah that that that, that's completely what the magic was for me of going into IRC because it like took away that whole Barrier of of the text parsing engine, and replaced it with a human who was mm-hmm. smart enough to know what you meant, even if you had typos, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or or they could like just they like one thing that would happen is like we're all like role playing in this main room, but like if if the host ever had like a question or something, they would just like send you a DM and and ask you for clarification, and it like didn't disrupt yeah yep. the flow of everything, but then you yep. could like. Man, it was uh, it was great. I mean, that's that's totally the, the benefit of uh, the tabletop D yeah. style games. Anyways, like uh, I've I never really got into those. I, d- I did play uh, Call of Cthulhu once. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I hope uh, I'm not destroying the world by speaking that name aloud. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's I guess totally the magic of that. But having grown up in like the small town that we were in Uh, Uh, there wasn't a a whole lot of other people that i knew that were playing that game
1: that was my problem i was super interested and there just wasn't really a community for me or at least maybe there was but i wasn't aware of it i guess um yeah i was gonna say uh i i kind of i also found the same thing like when you're playing that kind of game um on irc or something it's like like i was always into computers but i was just into that kind of thing too Mm. and so like it felt like the computer was helping you have that experience really well. Mm -hmm. And I I noticed something interesting too, these two worlds kind of coming together a little bit, what you're talking about, because when bots were new to me, Mm -hmm. um, the idea of like making a bot and having this bot sit there in the chat room or in the IRC channel or whatever, and like respond to questions when pinged and stuff to me was like, I don't know so cool at the time yeah. right? like junior high and we got into writing bots and then we got into like like we actually made basically like these role-playing type games out of bots you could right. go to a channel where it's nothing but bots and it's just a game you made and you could <laughs> just type things in the bot it would it would be like the zork type game go nice. left go right like we literally just made it on a channel right and to me that was the first instance of like us making games on the internet kind of right like of course i when i was first programming it was like i make those games on my computer and i was so proud of myself but like to put it on the internet like nowadays there's probably a million ways you could put it in a browser or something if you wanted to make such a simple game but at the time for me like irc wow look i I, there's there's a game out there i made like it's there man wow and it was it was really interesting right we were doing weird experiments experiments too where it's like since you could have a channel with a few bots on it we would each make our own kind of thing and so you had these weird experiences where it's like It didn't make any sense, kind of, but it's just (laughs) us exploring things. You kind of had multiple, in Dungeons & Dragons speak, I guess, like DMs. Right. But it wasn't, like, strictly, like, a DM thing. It was, like, it was more like they were characters in the game. Right. And you had to talk to them to figure out what was going on. And, like, it's kind of the different perspectives you get. It's almost like a, I don't know. It was just a really interesting uh, uh, thing to be into. So seeing the kind of more the the human world like you were describing of IRC with like real people to talk to yeah. collide with this like computer adventure thing was fun.
0: Yeah. No, I imagine. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, I never got into that end of it myself. Like I was interested in like doing the storytelling and, and game mm-hmm. design component. And, and I, it always seemed kind of magical to me that we had this bot off to the side that someone, had Maybe. programmed and and we could do the dice rolls, but it I I totally remember that like it had scripts in it too, so like you could be like slash me slaps bot with a trout yeah. and it would respond <laughs> to that and.
1: <laughs> oh man good
0: times good times I'm, I'm i'm always excited uh every now and then i'll try that slash me on something and i i'm i'm always delighted when i see that it actually still works yeah. no nobody does that anymore yeah well was... mean, how, many, how many people use
1: irc for like <laughs> regular meetups i don't know
0: yeah but like you can do that on on slack uh, slack responds yeah. to the slash me and it like puts your thing <laughs> in like italics or something Awesome, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's a whole podcast, and we didn't touch to, uh, the topic t- too closely on uh, what we intended, but we should probably wrap up.
1: Yeah, uh, apologies for the vacuuming. I, I this is uh, I, we could <laughs> we
0: could only hear it momentarily. So.
1: <laughs> amateur uh, podcasting at its best. I, I yeah. Oh uh, man, I don't you, have my own studio yet. We're not quite famous enough.
0: So. Yes, you, you say it's amateur, but I. I I've just last night finished uh, catching up the whole backlog of, of our old podcasts to port over to YouTube. And I've been listening Dude. to some of those ones from uh, 2017 and our, our recording quality back then was pretty lousy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably 90% me. I remember no, like, <laughs> it's, it's surprising.
0: Oh, right. Like you, you actually got on track faster than I did. <laughs>
1: uh, I remember you would always message me afterwards and be like, do you, what are you using? <laughs> like, like you kind of coached me up in the first few episodes, like just yeah. how to get like the right mic and stuff. I mean, for me in the, in the early days, it was like super hammy. Yeah, not, yeah, I guess it probably still is, but
0: yeah, no, it's it's sounding on both uh, both of our ends heaps better than it used to. But uh, right,
1: iteration. Man. Yeah. So on season two, technically, how long was season zero? How many episodes was that?
0: Uh, eleven episodes. Oh wow. Okay. I so yeah. I I think this here is our fifty fourth episode. Nice. Nice. So, that's, uh, I feel that's, like
1: a real series now.
0: Yeah, we've <laughs> we've got more than one episode a week. If you wanted to listen to one a week for a year,
1: yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, we've been doing it for four years, I guess, on and off, significant off period, but that's yeah. still fairly uh, uh, good numbers. Maybe I, I don't know. Whatever. Yep. Cool.
0: All right, well, maybe next time
1: we can talk about uh, computer games.
0: Yeah, we should uh, (laughs) definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Well, until next time, brother. All right, man. Take care.